The Golden Knights believe that they played well enough to win Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final Series, but they lost in overtime to the Florida Panthers, who now have momentum heading into Game 4 on Saturday. Can VGK uh, bounce back, or will this series be knotted up when the Golden Knights return back to Las Vegas on Tuesday? Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen. You can find us on YouTube, Locked On Golden Knights. And please subscribe there at Lockdown VGK at Tony Dasco at TD Chris G on Twitter. And we are brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app today. Create an account. Use the code Lockdown NHL for $20 off of your first purchase. So, Chris, so for the first 17 minutes of the third period last night, VGK, although they were leading two to one, uh, they looked as though they were in control of the game because there was no push by the Panthers. But for the first time in this postseason, the Golden Knights blew a lead after two periods where they had won 10 straight games. And with 2.13 remaining, as we know, uh, the Panthers tying up the game at two apiece. And uh, that's what happened after Sergei Robrovsky was pulled from the net for the extra skater. And Matthew Kachuk found the front of the net and he scored the equalizer. And not enough drama for you all. With 11.9 seconds remaining in the game, uh, we saw Chandler Stevenson drawing a tripping penalty on Gustav Forsberg. The Golden Knights couldn't capitalize. They had uh, a spillover of a minute 49 into OT, and then Carter Verhage scoring the game winner, 427 into the extra period. The Golden Knights, Chris, very positive in the aftermath. Stone, Petrangelo, and South Beach Bruce, Bruce Cassidy, uh, they were all to a man saying, you know, we played well enough to win. We will be okay. Did VGK, I've got to ask you, do you feel as though they played well enough to win game three as they saw this series lead now dwindle down to just a one-game lead at two to one in the series? Yeah, I mean, the chances were there. It's not like they were in the prevent defense in the third period. It's not like they were just sitting on the lead. They definitely were giving everything that they possibly could to finish the game off. I mean, two or three posts down the stretch, so many odd man rushes, and you got to convert one of those. You got to put a good team away when you have the chance. And, you know, let's start by crediting the Florida Panthers. They played great. I mean, they played, I don't know if great's the word to use, but they played a a very gutsy game, a very gutsy effort. You got to give a lot of credit to Bobrowski, and you got to give a lot of credit to Matt Kachuk. I thought we knocked him out of the game. I thought Kolasar, I mean, Kolasar even gave him the head nod. He even like looked at him and just shook his head, shook his head afterwards. And that was, that was some must see TV right there, but they played well enough to win the Vegas Golden Knights. And that was your original question. They certainly played well enough to win. There's nothing to be ashamed about. You can't hold your head down after a game like that. Um, if one of those posts has a different, uh, you know, a different outcome as you know, it could have been gained one for Florida, then it could have been a different situation. We'd be talking about a 3-0 lead. I mean, you both said, Tony, that Florida had a game in them. We both picked Florida. Florida won. My, my son Chris was wrong as well, or he was on the wrong side of it, unfortunately. I wish uh, he would have been right and we would have been long, but you got to expect Florida to win a game. You got to expect them to have a push. And I knew uh, game four on Saturday now. Yeah, I thought uh, one of the differences there late in the game, uh, Paul Maurice did make a line change and 
he put uh, Kachuk, Bennett, and Verhage he loaded up that top line, and they bounced uh, Cousins right off of uh, the top line. And I thought that that was important. That was one of the key moves uh, in the game. And uh, Bobrovsky was something else, saving 25 of uh, 27 shots on goal. And really, he kept his team in the game. Uh, Florida now 7-0 and in overtime. The narrative on the post-game show on the radio, and I just, I, I'm negative, of course, but state-run radio repeatedly was talking about bad ice. I only saw on the Howden play that one time where the puck took a turn uh, there. It was headed right for a stick, and it was up against the wall, like on the left side, took an awkward bounce, and then the puck went back inside, and it was retrieved by Florida, and then the net in front of Bobrovsky. But was this a case of South Florida bad ice? I mean, you, you caught them fixing the net in front of Bobrovsky. There was a pretty noticeable um, edge, if you will, in there. You know, they were had the had the water bottle out, and they didn't have to go to the fire extinguisher, thankfully, but they definitely uh, were doing a lot of work in front there. I mean, you want to talk about bad ice. I mean, you can blame uh, the ice at T-Mobile for uh, Jack Eichel toe-picking and falling head first into Matt Kachuk's, uh, shoulder, I guess. But, uh, listen, it's February. It's February. God, well, I'm a little behind right now. It's <laughs> June. It's South Florida. It's the Stanley Cup Finals. So, you know, the ice isn't going to be perfect in any of the arenas. Is that the issue? No. Who cares about the ice? Like, that's it's a, it's an equalizer for both teams. It's not like one half of the ice was any better or any worse. You know, that's uh, that, that's loser talk right there. That's I guess that's the only thing I can say. Like Whenever VGK loses a game, that's the narrative. In recent years, it's like it's it's just too much. Hey, Chris, I wanted to get your reaction as Mr. Referee on this show on the penalty that uh, Chandler Stevenson drew. Is that a tripping call? It didn't appear to be when we watched the replay repeatedly and Gustav Forsberg was sent to the box. In in real time, it's hard not to call a trip right there. I mean, the only thing that could have possibly gone better in that is if, you know, one ref has their hand up. I don't know if both refs called it. We only had the angle that showed the low side official making the call. Um, the only question that I would ask is maybe the high side referee had the angle and uh, he could have gone in there if he would have felt that it wasn't a trip and, you know, they could have had a conversation about it and hopefully had the right call. And, uh, you know, we almost had hashtag not a minor born as a result of this, but I'm glad uh, <laughs> I'm I, honestly, I'm, I wish the Golden Knights would have won and I don't want any heat for this folks, but I'm glad they didn't score on that power play. Same we, here. Yeah, who wants to see a game end on a bogus? Uh, well, call? we in Vegas, we know something about getting a, an awful penalty called late in the game. And obviously um, there's more to it than that. But you don't want to see that being a deciding factor in any major game at this level, at NBA, MLB, you know, whatever. You just you just don't want to see that. And I mean, Vegas had an OK power play. They had an OK push there. And, uh, you know, rest is history. <laughs> yeah. For 17 minutes, as I mentioned, of the third period, VGK plays well, well enough, in fact, to keep Matthew Kachuk or anyone from the middle of the ice. And they did a terrific job in blocking shots. Unbelievable. I think McNabb led the team with five block shots uh, on the oh, nine that, or seven. The, the, the kick, seven the, the kick save he had, that was great. That, that kick was, save uh, off of his skate was, that was remarkable. Great. That was a big, big play. He had two great angles. Team. Credit TNT for uh, picking that up well. 
Yeah, that was awesome. But they give up the middle of the ice. Kachuk just seems to walk in, and that's how they score that goal. Uh, Vegas 5-on-5, not good. Not good last night, and that's been one of their strengths in the playoffs. And uh, they scored twice on the power play with Stone and Marcia. So the Stone goal, I thought this could have turned into a route early because he was just standing all alone once again, uh, just there in the slot in front of Bobrovsky. Looking at the stats, that's what I was looking over at. Um, and, and listen, Mark Stone, that's certainly, um, you talk about the the power play goal, I believe, that was scored uh, in this second period. Um, and Mark Stone had a lot of other chances, too, obviously, a lot of other chances. I was looking over at the stats. So Vegas had six power plays. Florida had five. I think you had some coincidental penalties as well mixed in there. So the five-on-five five play, I mean, you're going to ne- you neutralize almost probably 24 to 26 minutes of, you know, over a period of this game that was not played five-on-five. Five. So uh, to get those five-on-five five opportunities, you need more time out there. But obviously, we'll take the, the power play opportunities in place of it. One, I mean, Vegas lost the game on the, uh, as far as five-on-five, five, I guess they lost it 0-2 because Florida's first goal of the game, and then Florida's last goal of the game. And again, two goals where Aiden Hill doesn't see either one. Credit the Panthers for getting the traffic uh, in the right place. And then the six-on-five goal, obviously. It's unfortunate that Makachuk is camped out in Broadway right there. But it's a six-and-five scenario. You know, that's not uncommon to see a player there for a second. It happened a little faster than everyone would have liked to give um, BGK a chance to get there and, um, you know, eliminate him from the slot area. But well, listen, I'll say it again. We got to credit Mac and Chuck. I'm, you know, we hate the dude. We, I love watching the dude compete. I was happy to see Colasar get uh, Jack Eichel's revenge on him. I was happy that a clean hit almost eliminated him from the game. Again, a clean hit. That's part of what hockey is, folks. It's a dirty, nasty game at times. Um, but you have to acknowledge that part of the game is trying to hurt your opponent and knock him out of the game in a clean fashion. No different than uh, what Matt Kachuk did to Jack Eichel in game two. And, you know, dude came back. He was really didn't seem too effective unless it was a power play situation. So we'll have to wait and see if there's any lingering effects from that hit that's going to slow him down. And was it Montour that Montour. also... In yeah, so corner. he came out. I don't know if he ever even came on to no, the he, ice. He didn't come back. He didn't come back in the like, game. But he he went down the tunnel before the end of the game, if I remember Correct. correctly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's going to be something to watch. Or maybe he went down the I tunnel. I think the, hit him in the corner, and he fell awkwardly. He, and then, he fell over, and so he tried to hit Barbashev, and Barbashev just ducked, basically, and geez. he wound up, like, on his back. I mean, Barbashev, he's all over the place, and... You know, Gudis, uh, Gudis took him to the box, I guess, in the game. Uh, I don't know. Like, Gudis laid a good hit on Barbashev, and Barbashev was on his back, and Gudis goes right in, and the ref just gave him both a penalty. But that's that's fine. I mean, Vegas had <laughs> and Vegas he, had the home cooking in that game, Bar- too. So Barbashev, Barbashev even took off Gudis's helmet in the process. So Gudis uh, engaged without his helmet on. If there's one thing right. to to slightly um, nitpick about that, that I believe – is some type of penalty in the rule book. You have to proceed directly to the bench when your helmet's off. Yes, he was at the bench, but he did decide to engage with the player. But listen, that's we're, we're going tick for tack at that point. We don't, we yeah, don't need that thought, call at that point. He thought his helmet got lost in his beard, I think. And uh, for Kachuk, for Kachuk, he missed uh, 15 minutes and 30 seconds of ice time in the game. He is it, he's definitely William Carrier. He's back to being Carrier. For three penalties, the hat trick of penalties for Carrier in this game. 
Yeah, that was bad. Um, I don't know <laughs> yeah. if we're going to put a lot of, so he got the high stick. We can throw that one away. He did have a hook, I believe was it early in the second. And I don't recall what his first penalty was. Um, I, I, high, I stick, high stick. I think he had, he had two high sticks. I think so. Okay. Well, either way, I mean, you know, you can't have your name on the score sheet three times for stuff like that. That's just, uh, especially from a fourth line player who had eight minutes and 15, eight minutes, 51 seconds of ice time. <laughs> and that's pretty interesting, which is compared, which is about the same for what Colasar had as well out there. So, hmm. you know, it's unfortunate that happened and, um, Carrie, I'm sure will kind of shrug it off. At least uh, they didn't score any of those power plays, but, that's less time that VGK had on the five on the five on five. But again, we still saw this out of Florida. They still came on wound. They're still taking bad penalties. They were a little less chippy behind the whistle. So you can definitely tell that Paul Maurice sent that message to the team after the whistle guys. Don't do it. Just don't do it. A couple, a couple times they tried, right? A couple times they certainly tried to get in there and muck it up a little bit, but not nearly to the effect of what uh, Florida did in games one and two. And if there's one area of opportunity, I think uh, Florida is not going to play that type of hockey. I still say Vegas needs to become the agitators a little bit. They need to put themselves in that villain role, just like Florida did, and drag the Florida Panthers back into the fight because we saw last night a couple dumb penalties that you know gave VGK either a power play or evened things out when VGK already was going to be on the power play. Because, okay, Carrie got a board. Carrie's first penalty was a board. It was boarding, okay. It was boarding, and then Gudis went back for more and gave him it. It wasn't even that much, but it was enough for the refs to say, okay, you go in the box too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, Florida's going to come on wound, and let's help them do that. Because they even show, showed in game three that they're still going to take dumb penalties. So drag them back into the fight. Drag them back into the fight. Okay, so... A William Carrier uh, hat trick would have to be a boarding penalty, a high sticking penalty, and a slashing penalty. I think. Okay. Yeah, they had a they had a great take. I forgot what it was, and I forgot who the announcer was, but they said some along the lines they got the so and so hat trick, and it was like three different penalties or something. It was it was really funny on on a TNT. I forgot what it was, and Eddie Olchek had a great chirp about William Carrier about uh you know what's the line on him to get a third penalty with DraftKings, and it was uh. It was fun. It was, it was a fun game. It was an unfor- unfortunate ending, but nothing to be. Uh, we're okay. Alarmed we're okay. about? Don't be. Don't be alarmed. Okay. And it wasn't like they had dirty penalties either. Sixteen minutes for Florida penalties. That's sort of manageable. Uh, cons- they now have two hundred twenty-eight total minutes in penalties awesome. through three games. So that was like uh, they really did tone it down. 14 for FGK, six of them by carrier. Um, so they were not like dirty, dirty penalties. Uh, and there were no game misconducts in this one. Uh, for VGK, three players minus three. Haig, Howden, and White Cloud. They were minus three on the ice last night. Not yeah, me. that's um that's unfortunate because Hagen White Cloud's plus minus has been very, very good. Um that's right. He was about twelve, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of like the goals and how they happened and what they could have done better. And, you know, you just kind of let the, let the traffic in front of that. The, you know, the one thing I'm glad you, you just mentioned the last, you can be thinking about the last goal there. Um, where was Chandler Stevenson on the back check 
on the last goal. That's the one question that I have. The, the defensemen were in the right spot. They were low. It's not like it was something where the defensemen were out of position. VGK tried to execute the breakout. They lost the puck, and then VG, and then Florida skated it right in. Mark Stone couldn't create a turnover at the blue line, and the defensemen, or whoever, uh, Verhage, right? Yeah, Verhage. Verhage skated right in over the blue line untouched, and Stevenson was the last man back there. And that's one thing I don't understand why no one was really talking about on social after the game, mm-hmm. and I didn't see that mentioned even – in the commentary when the goal was scored, like, you know, it's, it's overtime, baby. This is the time to uh, make sure we're uh, buttoning up, you know, that last button of the shirt to make sure uh, we're doing everything right. And uh, that's one, I, I just don't understand Stevenson not there to cover the player at the blue line. Um, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Stevenson's been a hit and miss uh, or miss proposition. I think for the Vegas golden Knights opportunities, a lot of opportunity in the third. Yeah. Um, I, in front of the net on that very first goal, the Montour goal, you had uh, White Cloud. I think one of the stalls, I get them all confused there. And Hague, and that's what created traffic. Just say stall. You're fine. Just say stall. Okay. And and <laughs> But for VGK, though, they did point out on the broadcast that Aiden Hill was low in the crease for some reason. So he got beat on that one. Um, again, clean goal in front, I think, you know, so I think pretty much though, three clean goals, um, the Verhage shot looked like it might've changed direction, but they never, you know, credited anything to Kachuk or it, it went straight in, it went straight in. I think. Yeah. But, it, but again, so three clean goals is what I was getting at. No deflections. So Aiden Hill, uh, not a good game. Oh no. Aiden Hill was great. Aiden Hill, uh, he didn't, the. I mean, Florida only had 23 shots on goal, so it didn't seem like he was nearly under fire like he had, like he's been, you know. I mean, listen, he didn't have a crazy, you know, behind-the-back glove stick save going left to right, you know, and a, a highlight reel save. So that's why it wasn't um, it wasn't as noteworthy a game. Although, Tony, you mentioned he was a bit shaky um, on Twitter early yeah, on early in the game. Yeah, early on. I thought he did not seem as though he was – Aiden Hill. I did his positioning concerned me for like the first five or six minutes. Uh-huh. Um, when you when the camera was on him, like it just didn't seem and he and he calmed down after that. Um, so I am with you that Aiden Hill, just for a second, it didn't look uh he didn't look himself. And I'm not saying he was bad or anything like that. Just yeah. it took a second for him to maybe settle down on this game. And listen, Bobrowski literally put the puck on Howden's stick. Oh my goodness, if uh talking about when um uh, Bobrowski was going left to right in the crease across the nets and he gets the puck in his glove and just says, here, finish the game. And unfortunately he made uh, Bobrowski makes a great glove save there, but uh, mm-hmm. oof, no shortage of drama still no shortage of drama as we uh, jump to a uh, game four. maybe Vegas got what they want. Tony, maybe we got a chance to uh, hoist uh, the Stanley cup at home now. And a couple of uh, big posts for VGK could have ended this game, could have given them, uh, a three to one lead at one point. Uh, again, Barbashev had a post and Howden hit the crossbar in the game. Coming up next, we have our locks of the night for game number four and our predictions. It's coming your way next when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the events that are here in Las Vegas, especially with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. Browse through the GameTime app 
talk about the upcoming events that are coming to our area and then go right there to the Game Time app and figure things out for yourself. Flash deals, last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event and images of your seat views. It's all that, plus the lowest prices guaranteed. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket deals. Get exclusive flash deals for tickets, especially on the NHL, and we will be hosting here in Las Vegas game number six here on Tuesday night. Game number five here on Tuesday night. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. You know what? I, my old screen, I just got a new phone, and the old screen on the cell phone was cracked, and I actually read better. Uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNNHL, $20 off of your first purchase. The terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem with the code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off on the Game Time app. We are back on Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick, and Mr. NASA himself now joining the show. Mr. NASA, nice shirt he there. Likes your, he likes your NASA shirt. Little Chris. So it's that time for our now coming up, of course, in the third segment, it's WTF. What the Friday? I'm going to cut you off. Hey, Tony, can you tell us just what the salesperson that sold you your new, new phone? Can you just tell us a little bit about uh, their reaction when they saw you used to use a flip phone? How do they react to that? It was pretty interesting. Also interesting at AT&T was oh. my conversation with a nice young lady who just got out of prison. It was just the best ever uh, trip to AT&T the other day. Uh, the locks of the night. I got nothing after that. I'm yeah, I know. And my friends are like, <laughs> yeah, those are the type of women you attract, Cardasco. Locks of the night and predictions. Uh, will this be sort of a gentleman sweep for VGK? <laughs> Do you think? I mean, that's what I called. I called win-win, loss, win-win. That was my prediction uh, when we did our show leading up to uh, game number one. I think the the show, the the Friday show prior to uh, the crossover, which would have been Saturday. Win-win, loss, win-win. It's so tough to win the swing games. As good as Florida, or excuse me, as good as Vegas has been on the road throughout these playoffs. You know, it's uh, Florida's pumped up, right? Uh, it's their. It was their first Stanley Cup win in history. They're only uh, two wins behind the Vegas Golden Knights now, which is uh, always a fun comparison. And uh, I'll, I'll stick to my guns, certainly, on that. You can lead it. You, you lead us off, and then we'll go from there. I am going to go with Brett Howden and Nick Waugh as my two players. And I think VGK is trying to convince themselves that they played very, very well on the bad ice. I, I think that they're trying to convince themselves. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with four to three final Florida. We come back with this series tied at two apiece before VGK wins the final two in this series. Right, Chris, four right. to three Florida Panthers. Tony says four to three Florida. He's taken Howden and Wah. Um, I'll start with the result first. I'm sticking to my guns. Win, win, lost, win, win. So I think Vegas is going to come back in a dominating fashion and they're going to win this game five to two. They're not going to leave any uh, stone on turn. No pun intended. Um, any music references? No, never mind. Um, like a rolling stone, they're going to come in and not leave any stone unturned and uh, take care of all the minor details and make sure to uh, finish a couple of those opportunities uh, that they were unable to finish in game number three, as far as who's going to do it. I mean, I'm, 
I'm going to stay on the March or so train just because uh, he's been freaking Marcia Smythe, by the way, Marcia Smythe at the Golden Knights wind up winning this thing. Uh, give me March or so. And let's go Eichel. He um, uh, he's doing very well. He's getting his assists. He's still having a wonderful postseason. But I think he doesn't uh, shoot the puck. He, he never had a couple. He had a chance late. He did shoot. But otherwise, he's he's looking to pass more. So Eichel marches. So five to Vegas puts us uh, in a spot to uh, take it home Monday night. I thought it was Tuesday night. Monday nights. It is. For, Monday? Uh, it's Monday. Sure? I just looked. I looked on the game time app. They said Monday. <laughs> I think it's wrong. I think that's wrong for once. I think it, it is Tuesday because they have good. the extra travel day. I, I agree. And I thought they had the travel day. And I'll tell you what the NHL network says right now. Okay, let's get oh, yeah, to that, little that's Chris. wrong. Yeah, that's wrong, yeah. definitely. <laughs> it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday night. Okay, yeah, well, Mr. there you Nass- go. All right, Chris, our, astronaut, our resident astronaut. Give me, give, me, give me two players first. Amadio and Barbashev. Amadio and Barbashev. I like that. Okay. He's good, been good quiet. players, yeah. And what's your score, buddy? 7-2 Panthers. 7-2 Panthers. You know what you need behind you there, Chris, is a growth chart because he's really sprung up here. He's gotten so, and he just shakes his head. Mic drop. I thought he was setting us up because he loves watching all the WWE stuff and the crazy interviews, and he even practices his own crazy interviews. So I thought he was actually setting us up for something exciting there. And no, he just uh, went right for the heartbreak. And like he's dying to see Game Five at home to win the Stanley Cup. So um, that 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 one kind of surprised me right there. We're gonna. We're going to have a little talk about this. We're going to have a little talk about this. So I'm the only one on the Vegas train to be official. And uh, I've I've been right all for the first three games. So I, I feel good about this. Um, it's still minus 120 for Florida, minus uh, even money for the Golden Knights as far as the odds go. And uh, another thing to note, the American betting public right now, they're they're on fire. The, the, the public has won the first three games just looking at the split. So... I guess uh, it's been a square series, and I was hoping uh, last night the Sharps, who were on Vegas, I was hoping the Sharps were going to um, feel, you know, we're going to get a winner. Uh, Early action has this one split, 53% Florida, 47% Vegas. So I think uh, everyone's kind of like, okay, Florida, you got your win, now uh, you're done, which that's my mindset too. Okay, coming up uh, in our next segment, it is that time of the week again. It is WTF. What the Friday, you don't want to miss it right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Chris and I recently, uh, we received a care package from our good friends at Bird Dogs. We really like the way that the shorts that they sent us fit. They actually make you feel comfortable. Uh, You can wear them anywhere uh, at a watch party, even in Henderson on Water Street. Um, like Chris does, um, and the bird dog shorts. I'm going to try golfing in those things because they are very comfortable. Uh, they're very versatile. Oh, it's fair enough. Okay, keep going. I fit fit (laughs) two people in my lifetime with golf balls, and I quit for seven years. Uh, that's another story, and an entirely episode that's a complete episode in and of itself. Uh, and then, of course, you could wear these, uh, you could wear these shorts wherever you go, hanging out with friends. Uh, Bert Kreischer wakes up at his lake house wearing bird dogs. He goes for a swim. He smokes a cigar, grills burgers and chills with his family, all in the shorts that he associates uh, with summer bird dogs. And Dave Portnoy, he does his pizza reviews, if you've noticed, wearing bird dogs. And he talks about how he hates the pizza, but how great he really <laughs> feels. So go to birddogs.com slash NHL, birddogs.com slash NHL. When you enter the promo code Lockdown NHL, 
they will throw in the free uh, custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler. It's pictured right there. Um, and you could get that with uh, each and every order. Again, birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. We are back on the Friday edition of Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Hey, please go to check out our YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights, and subscribe there. A big, big weekend coming up for uh, the VGK. And uh, we thought perhaps uh, there might be too many passengers on that flight that's uh, returning to Vegas because they don't have enough room for a Stanley Cup uh, to bring that back here after game four. It's that time, WTF, Friday, you could start things off. So starting off, my good buddy, William, I wrote this one down, uh, got known through the, the sports card world, and he's a local uh, season ticket holder in my section as well. Uh, game one, he went to buy some items from uh, the store inside T-Mobile Arena, and he spent his money, and they gave him like a clear plastic bag. Well, he looked over and saw these really nice Stanley Cup bags that everyone's carrying around he's like hey i want that bag bro and they're like oh you got to spend uh, 120 bucks he spent 90 bucks he had to uh, not pitch a fit he's not that type of person but he had to um ask a couple people for their opinion on the matter i guess we'll leave it at that and eventually he got his bag so stick tap to william for finally getting his bag but can you just imagine being a season ticket holder of this team as william is as myself is and you spend 90, 100 bucks in the store. They say you're 20 bucks short. You can't get a Stanley Cup bag. And there's nothing posted. There's no rules that say, hey, spend 120, get a bag. Like that would have, uh, I, he probably handled that better than I would have. I would have shown him my bank statements and, you know, the credit card roulette that I'm playing to make sure I make all these payments right now. And uh, so, yeah, that's that. As, as a season ticket member, that actually pissed me off too. So, WTF Vegas uh, for not giving away the bags for spending you know, a lot of money after already spending a lot of money for the tickets just to walk in T-Mobile Arena. WTF, uh, Jackie Aces. He gets demolished by Matthew Kachuk, off balance <laughs> with the toe pick, and uh, Kachuk just steamrolls him. He's so tough. Jackie Aces, Jack Eichel, uh, just, again, he gets knocked down, leaves the ice, and he returns. And then, of course, he gets that apple on the pass uh, to Marcheseau. I, I just I'm really I just like his toughness on top of everything else. He doesn't seem like that guy that is that tough. He had a big hit last night in the game as well. He said won every game in the Stanley White, Cup finals. Yeah, so White last night would have. Yeah, he just <laughs> taking it out on everyone. And last year, as we recall, um, he blocked that shot against guess who? The Florida Panthers. I think it was Mackenzie Weger. And uh, then he played late in the season. The last uh, six weeks with the broken wrist, I think it was, or his hand. Thumb, thumb. Thumb? Okay, whatever. I've never been good with that injury. WTF, Jack Eichel is really tough. And I'm going to continue with Eichel, though, on a negative. I said something nice about someone on this show. I like how um, you may say that right before you're about to blast him, but go ahead. Uh, at Wausau Aaron, WTF, uh -oh. where is Jack Eichel? I understand his 200-foot game has been just fine, but we need this $10 million man to guess what? To score goals. He needs to step up and dispense with the cuteness. Give your you-know-what a tug and be that guy. WTF. 
I mean, give it a tug. You need to, that's 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 borderline there. You know, why are we why are we dogging Jack Eichel right now? Like, why are we dogging Jack Eichel about anything right now? I'm not supposed to turn my head on this. I know my sound sucks when I do this, but uh, I mean, okay, there's been 20 NHL Stanley Cup playoff games. Jack Eichel has 23 points, folks. He's got six goals, 17 assists. Leave Jack Eichel alone. He'll score when he scores. He'll assist when he assists. He'll hit when he hits. He will get hit when he gets hit and come right back in the game. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't. Maybe I'm taking this. Are you, are you going to WTF Mark Stone for that amazing player now? No. Okay, so Mark Stone obviously had a remarkable turn of events. Stick gets broken, barrels over a defenseman, gets the stick from the the bench, logs the primary assist as the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, that was on Tuesday night's game, obviously. And that was Monday night's game, Tuesday's game, whatever it was. Who cares? It was game two. It was friggin' phenomenal. And I love when the equipment manager gets involved there. The equipment manager got the secondary assist on the goal. And the only thing that bothered me, this is where the WTF comes in. Um, I think Ryan, I think Craig came over. The other equipment manager came over and shot him a little fist pump. But none of the players acknowledged the equipment manager, at least in real time when he uh, got Mark Stone his stick right away so the Vegas Golden Knights can get a goal. Like, I've seen times where the person who scores a goal, so if Mark Stone would have scored the goal, um, the players just mob the equipment manager. I would like to see a little more love for uh, the equipment manager on that one right there. So WTF, good Mark Stone for all of those, just that that sick turn of events, and then uh, equal WTF for the players, maybe not giving a little more love to those that uh, support this team day in and day out. Negative WTF Henderson. The watch party was cool. They finally had some food trucks out there. Um, L Dogs. I love L Dogs. That's one of my favorite uh, food trucks when it comes. And I did not get that sponsor to say that. I uh, just love their food really good. But the screen, the screen, it buffered, it pixelated, it flashed early in the first period. Twice it cut out just for a couple seconds, to be clear. But point is, we're watching a Stanley Cup game. That can't happen, Henderson. So the watch parties have been below average this year because there's not been a lot of not been a lot of food trucks or no food trucks for some of the events out there and then finally in you know their biggest stage if you will uh the tv isn't working perfectly that's got to get fixed guys that has to be something that goes to perfection so we'll be back there on saturday i believe we're not going to go to the ballpark we're going to go back give them our chance on saturday and uh hopefully it goes a little bit better otherwise uh i'll be having a little talk with someone wtf bad ice wtf bad ice WTF, NHL awards, they belong in Las Vegas, not in Nashville, Tennessee. Let's bring back the NHL awards nah, here. that's fine. Move it around. You know, Relax. We got a team a now. Of, we got a team if, now. If VGK, you know, does go on to win the Stanley Cup, I'm still very concerned about a parade route. Lake Bellagio seems to be the odds-on favorite uh, there uh, because there's no space with all the cones. And then another thing, you know, let's talk about Mr. Foley and how he would embrace a cup and a cup event and party for his team. So most owners spend a quarter of a million to a half a million dollars on renting out a club and just going bananas. We've got word this morning, Mr. Foley's looking into renting out Chuck E. Cheese. He's just that kind of guy. So WTF. Really? I had to go there. WTF Tony for thinking that Bill Foley isn't going to rent out uh, 
a real high-end nightclub either in Florida or Vegas if and when the Golden Knights do win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> it ain't going to be Chuck E. Cheese. I can assure you that that Foley will definitely spend some money. And I'm curious, um, there's always the reports if the team can clinch on the road, you know, how they fly out all the local employees and stuff like that. I'm curious if that will happen because that's always a nice touch yeah. when that happens. Nah, nah, nah. Who? Okay, we're going to have, an, again, an entire episode about Bill Foley. Uh, WTF, this is from, I, I just, I took a screenshot, laughing Nick Haig after a punch. Okay, uh, WTF kind of predicament has VGK placed themselves in. Both Hilsey and Barbie have proven their worth with VGK this postseason and aren't under contract for next season. How in the world would you fix that in just about 30 seconds? He'll, he'll turn down the extension um, early on the season to bet on himself, and he's going to get paid. And, you know, Barbashev is going to be the offseason priority before anybody. That's it. Okay. We appreciate everyone tuning in, especially our everydayers. Don't forget the big watch party will be over at the Las Vegas ballpark on Saturday night. It's a great environment there. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. You have a great weekend. We might be back if uh, VGK pulls out a win on Saturday, if not definitely Monday morning. We will be here, of course, as always. And we appreciate you tuning in. Go to the YouTube page, subscribe, Locked On Golden Knights. We'll see you again very soon right here on Locked on Golden Knights.